First things first, could Utah's asking price put the brakes? Ooh, on a Donovan Mitchell trade to the Knicks. It's pretty steep. We got a pair of all-star point guards that could be swapping teams, begging the question, would Kyrie make the Miami Heat contenders? And Chet Holmgren having himself a nice little summer league, but will he lead the Thunder to the top of Kevin Wilde's frisky list? Yes, my friends, wow. we have waited all week for the frisky list. Good Friday all morning, week? General Wolf Nick Wright, Chris oh. Broussard. Chris Broussard, get into the light, go. Chris Broussard. We're about to shine the light <laughs> on that guy, Kevin Wilde. <laughs> Broussard acting a little frisky this morning. We're really excited for this list. All seriousness. All, all kidding no aside, this, been, this is important. We, there, a lot has been, a lot has gone into this list. While it's, uh, you know, we're getting, we're all getting frisky here this morning. International sign for frisky. We're all yes. Okay. So for the record, there has been mis- some misinformation, yeah. Jenna, out on social media. Although we will be dressed. Like we are now in basically formal business wear, you at home can wear yeah. normal clothes. You do not need to wear a tuxedo to watch the unveiling of the frisky segment. You can wear your normal clothes. People are like, do I have to wear a tuxedo? Should I get champagne? You're right, Is there then. a red carpet? No, it's just a normal TV segment. There has been misunderstanding. Both of my girls are in, in dresses this morning. We are going to get them out of those dresses immediately. Big news, though, first out of the NBA yesterday. The Pacers signing DeAndre Ayton to a four-year, $133 million offer sheet. And that put the Phoenix Suns on the clock to either match or let Ayton walk by midnight tomorrow. Well, look, Phoenix knows what you and I know. Ayton's too good to let walk. They went ahead and matched the offer last night. Here we go, Chris Broussard. Was this the right move by the Phoenix Suns? Absolutely, Jenna. And uh, while some, and I have a hunch Nick Wright might be in this bunch, some will say you had to match just because you can't let an asset like him walk. He was the number one pick a few years ago, and even if you're going to trade him down the line, you need to keep him. And that's true, but I actually like it from a basketball perspective. And look, I am not picking the Phoenix Suns to win the championship next year. They let me down. I I went all in for them this season, (laughs) and they blew it. They will not get my pick next year. However, they are a legitimate contender. And without DeAndre Ayton, I don't think they would have been. I think they would have been good. They would have made the playoffs. But they would not have had a chance, a prayer of contending for the Western Conference title without DeAndre Ayton. I get that he had some issues with Monty Williams. He's got to grow a bit and mature a bit. There's nothing insurmountable. They're going to have to massage his ego and smooth things over because I'm sure he's offended that they didn't just give him the deal in the first place. But they showed that they valued him, and I think all of that stuff can be rectified. Nick, he's 17 points, 10 rebounds a game. And he doesn't bog down your offense because you got to run a lot of plays for him. He's got a nice touch on his jumper. He should keep improving. I like DeAndre Ayton. And I'm going to tell you this, Nick. He came within a whisker of being on my third team all NBA as the center. I did go with Rudy Gobert Wilds, but he was within a whisker. And so, yeah, this was the right move by the Phoenix Suns. Okay. It may have been the right basketball move, but it sure was an odd move. And if I'm DeAndre Ayton, 
I'm less than thrilled this morning, even though I've got $133 million coming my way. And here's why, Nick. The way that you get things matters. Like, there's a reason when you're about to propose, you get dressed up, you got the ring, it's in a nice little box, you go down on one knee, it's like, wow. Even though it is a transaction of a ring, you don't just say, hey, you know, want to get married, uh, you know, left the ring in my underwear drawer. Even though the transaction of the ring would be the same. For the hoops that DeAndre Ayton had to jump through to get this yeah. money, and the fact that That's the right. Suns didn't really want to give him this money just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. First Only of all, I'll play this clip from Chris Paul, which was from two playoffs ago. Take a listen. That man over there, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to get him a bag this summer. He's going to get him a bag, and he's showing everybody right now during the playoffs why. Yeah, I mean, kind of. That We went a whole summer where he didn't get a bag, then played a whole season where he didn't get a bag. So it's like, all right, Chris, I appreciate the shout-out on national TV, but I actually didn't get the bag. Then there's this tweet that I saw this morning. I didn't quite understand why Indiana made the offer. Then Phoenix said, okay. So did the Suns get pushed around by letting the Pacers offer sheet to DeAndre Ayton? Or was this the plan all along? Could have offered him max 5-179 or 4-138. Comes in at 4-133. Like, oh, so I guess I'm DeAndre Ayton. I'm like, well, yeah, thanks for matching the offer, but you actually saved yourself maybe $40 million. And finally, just the way that the season ended in that closeout game, which was a disaster, obviously, for Phoenix. He only played 17 minutes. When Monty Williams was asked about it, he said, it's internal. There's reports yeah. that DeAndre Ayton didn't want to go in the game because it was out of hand. So it was just odd. And I know it's like, well, the deal got done. They had the best record. I get it. But it's all from all the contracts that we've seen, it's usually the player is super happy. You know, Dame is super happy. Um, Murray's super happy with the Hawks. This one just feels like, eh, thanks. Yeah. It's the most lackluster $133 million I've ever received. Yeah. So I want to talk about this from Aiton's perspective and then this big picture on the Suns. I, I Listen, what the Suns did here would be great, you know, kind of cat manipulation, team management on NBA 2K. It's potentially disastrous when it involves real human beings and real emotions. And even on the latest version of NBA 2K, you have to deal with how guys feel. I know, Brew, I know you'll love that. There's a happiness, uh, you know, meter, so to speak, on that. And, and depending on how you negotiate with up your virtual ball. players, it Period. can make them mad. <laughs> I know you don't like that. Yeah, I know it. I knew that would, That's that how would we grind yes. your gears, my friend. However, <laughs> the, the, the Suns, Monty Williams and Chris Paul, notably, have massive work to do. And I don't blame Chris Paul for this at all. I don't really blame Monty Williams. But they are the two unquestioned leaders of that team in getting DeAndre Ayton back into the fold. Getting DeAndre Ayton back excited about being a son and trying to get him to put what has been a wildly for him disappointing last 15 months behind him. He was the number one pick of the draft. The team went to the finals. He was clearly the third best guy on that finals run. And if you remember during that run to the finals, there was a time where he was shooting deep into the playoffs, like 74% yeah. from the field. 
He played well, and then Giannis happened, right? And so, and then for him not to get paid then, for them to go through this whole rigmarole this offseason, and for his name to be included in all of the Kevin Durant rumors, I think it's going to be hard to get him back into the fold. The other thing this means for Phoenix is because I Brew was right. I would I was gonna say you can't let the asset walk for nothing. That was you usually it really ticks me off when you predict what I'm gonna say. This one you got correct. You were right. That is what I was gonna say. <laughs> you can't let the number one pick walk and get nothing in return. But you now can't trade him until January 15th. So their ability to trade for Kevin Durant, at least this offseason, just got far more difficult. And now I want to throw this at you, the big picture Suns thing. I think the Suns window's closed. I think the Suns window open, ah. like started to crack open with that bubble run. It's like, oh, could they be interesting? Then they got Chris Paul. They got some luck in the first round of the playoffs with the Davis injury. They parlayed that into being up 2 nothing in the finals. They then, you know, as I said, Giannis happened. Last year, they looked far and away like the best team in basketball throughout the regular season. They were healthy in the playoffs. I know there's now COVID rumors. And then they collapse against Luka. Now, in the long-term history of it, it's like, okay, Giannis beat you and Luka beat you. Two guys that are going to go down as top 10 all-time players. It happens. But here's the other thing that happened. Chris Paul got older. <laughs> Just sneak DeAndre out Ayton's relationship, I think, got worse. Just snuck that I don't in. think you're going to get the. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that to be true. I think you actually agree with me. You coined the term Luca legend, my friend. Possibly. Chris Broussard came up with that. But that's neither here nor there. I think their window's closed. I, I, I think we are. Chris Paul will try to maintain as best as he can, but I think it's fair to say he will probably be a little worse next year than he was this past year. I don't know what the relationship's going to be like with Aiton, and I, do, I don't look at the right. Suns moving forward as a top tier contender in the West or for the title. I think they're a very good team, but I think their championship window was these last two years, and they fell short both of them. I don't hate that take. I mean, obviously, Golden State's ahead of them. The Clippers are ahead of them. Probably Dallas is ahead of them. So, And you're right. Chris Paul's probably going to be uh, not as good this year as he was last year. So I, I don't hate that. I still give them a, an outside chance. Uh, Memphis may be another team that's better than them. Uh, but it, it's closing. They got to regroup because Chris Paul is just too old. But let me say this about DeAndre and the franchise, the relationship. I do think they can put it together and they can re rebuild it and, and reconcile, so to speak. Because remember, this is a team whose ownership was accused of racism and misogyny yep. and investigations are ongoing and things like that. And they, there was, and when that, those reports initially came out, the thinking was, what in the world is going to happen? Some people were saying Chris Paul needs to boycott and, all of that stuff, and they played through it and obviously had some success. So Robert Sarver, the owner, who's embattled, as I just said, is also one of the cheapest, maybe the cheapest owner in the NBA. This can be put on him. This may not be, from DeAndre's perspective, for all his issues with Monty Williams, this may not be on Monty or James Jones, the GM. It might be from ownership. Because he doesn't want to go into the luxury tax and things like that. And he had to, to keep Aiton. So I think it can be smoothed over because, to be honest, you can put it all on ownership. Who He already has his challenges and his issues and his bad reputation. Sure. And they've played through it. So they can work it out.
I didn't get the impression Aiton wanted to be there last year. I don't feel like this is the, the way you want to start off uh, the new chapter in that relationship. Anyway, Aiton is staying put regardless. Let's talk about somebody who might not be is Kyrie Irving headed to the Heat. First things first, back after this. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Here we go. Back talking hoops. And the Kyrie rumor mill still spinning away. So uh, yesterday, Dan Levitard asked if the Miami Heat would be better off going after Kyrie instead of waiting around for Kevin Durant, to which Frank Isola tweeted this. From what I've heard, Kyrie for Kyle Lowry is not out of the question. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right, Nick, how dangerous would the Miami Heat be <laughs> if they pulled off a deal like this, if they got Kyrie? Oh, I listen, I, I think in a perfect world, this is a great fit. I, what, what the Miami Heat need mm. more than anything mm. is someone who you can just give the ball to and can go get an easy bucket. And Kyrie doesn't get a lot of easy buckets, but he is so good at making tough, at, you know, being a bad shot maker and a tough shot maker a la Kobe and getting to the basket that he is a guy that you can just give the ball to and you don't have to run a play and go get you a bucket. But I, here are the hurdles I think, bro. First of all is this. On the Miami Heat offseason priorities, if Kyrie is one of their priorities, he is at best third in line. Number one priority is Kevin Durant, and I think yesterday was a sneaky good day for the Heat. We, there were reportedly two teams on Durant's wish list, the Suns and the Heat, and the Suns just made it a hell of a lot harder for right. them to get Durant. So I think... Miami right now looks at themselves as potential leaders, at least in Kevin Durant's heart, of where he could go. Can they make the trade work? I don't know. If they don't get Durant, I think their next priority would be Donovan Mitchell ahead of Kyrie Irving. Donovan's locked up. He's younger. He's more reliable. He also is a guy that can, you know, do the things Kyrie can do. They're both defensive liabilities, and you don't have to deal with the headaches that come along with Kyrie Irving. But if those two chess pieces come off the board, I think Kyrie would make sense. The question, however, is you think Jimmy Butler would endorse this and enjoy playing with Kyrie? I don't know. I I, I don't know that. I know Jimmy had his issues with, uh, well, a lot of people Jimmy's had issues with. Most recently, Ben Simmons. Those are different guys, different personalities. But that would be tough. 
is Spo going to enjoy the Kyrie experience? Because Spo has as much power at this point, I believe, as any coach in the league. And is Pat Riley going to, in you know, in his final years running a team, want to attach, you know, his hopes to Kyrie Irving? I don't know the answer to any of those things, which makes it difficult from all three levels, from the team, from the coach, from the front office, because of all the baggage that comes around comes along with Kyrie Irving. But I trust Frank Isola. I think Frank Isola is an excellent reporter and very good radio host as well, by the way. Not as good as Broussard, but very good. And I, I, I believe that the oh, you know the Heat are intrigued at the idea of Kyrie Irving, especially after Kyle Lowry got banged up again at the end of the post year last year and is 36 years old. But I don't think he's top priority, and he certainly doesn't fit with what we perceive to be Heat culture, Brew. Well, first of all, Nick, it was heartwarming to hear you speak kindly of Kyrie Irving, at least in the beginning. Uh, I hadn't heard that. In, I don't know if I'd ever heard you say that. So that was good. I do agree with you about their priorities. KD, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving. That's how it should be. I don't see how they're getting KD. I mean, it's going to have to be a very complicated three or four team deal. To your point, Phoenix is out, right? They can't trade Aiton anywhere until January. Yeah. Uh, they're not giving up Devin Booker. Like, they're, they're out. Even multi-team deals, I don't see how the Suns get Kevin Durant. Um, but Kyrie Irving, you talk, you're right. Like, you talked about it from a Heat perspective. I think Jimmy Butler would be fine with Kyrie if Kyrie comes in and works hard. Like, to me, that's what Butler wants to see. Do you come in and work hard? Kyrie is not soft. Like, he had problems with Carl Anthony Towns because he thought he was soft. Ben Simmons, you know, issues, he won't shoot the ball, things like that. Kyrie's not soft. Kyrie just has his issues of showing up in problems with authority. If he can bring that together, I think he'll be fine with Jimmy Butler. Uh, the question is, how will Kyrie handle heat culture? Because heat culture is the opposite of Kyrie Irving. It's authoritative. It's Pat Riley's yep. way or the highway, and then from him... Yep. Eric Spolstra. And he doesn't and well with that. Kyrie is completely the opposite of that. We don't need a coach. Right. We don't need somebody making us run on the first day of practice, putting this philosophy on. No, direct opposite. However, I've been told, we, we all know it's just logical, but I've also been told by someone who, who has some connection to Kyrie, he understands this year, wherever he's at, is all about rectifying his image. He is going to not only play his best, He's going to show up. He's not going to be a problem. He's going to be a professional because he understands he has to, you know, get if he wants the bag next summer, he's going to have to do all of that. So I the question is, could he handle it? Like, is he just so is it so innate to him to push back on authority that eventually he cracks or will he be able to handle it? Because it'll be tough for him. To, but Jenna or Wilds. I think they'd be better because Nick was right. They need an offensive uh, injection. They need a talent boost. I don't think they're that great of a team, even though they got to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think they'd be better with Kyrie, although they probably wouldn't get as far. But I still would do it because right now they're ho-hum, they're blah, uh, no, they're not exciting, and they don't have a chance of winning a championship as good as they might be. So bring in Kyrie, see if it goes well, 
And he might be a guy you keep long term if he can turn himself around and uh, change his attitude. See, my biggest question, Broussard, is doesn't have to do with what you refer to as Kyrie's challenges with authority. It's where he wants to put himself in the leadership structure, right? So in Cleveland, it's like, all right, this is LeBron's team. If I was the number one pick. I'm going to leave. I'm sure there's another a lot of reasons, and this is just a cursory uh, sort of rationale. Goes to Celtics. I'm going to be the leader of the Celtics. Ah, didn't work out. Comes to Brooklyn, calls himself, you know, not only like everybody can coach, so he wants a role in the coaching, also refers to him two months to himself two months ago, Nick, as one of the cornerstones right. of the yeah. franchise. So when you go to Miami and you sort of laid out that hierarchy of, yeah. of not only ownership, You're but just Pat an Riley employee. and Spo. And don't forget, like, Haslam's in there. Like, Haslam's in there. Like that's thriving on confrontation. Yeah. I don't know if that's yep. gonna I don't know if that would work. Like, all right, am I a cornerstone here? Like, no, man, Look, Haslam's gonna yell at you every once in a while. Let me say one other thing from the Nets perspective. Right. It, let's assume for the moment Durant gets traded. Say Durant gets traded to Toronto for OG, Siakam, and a bunch of picks, whatever it is. That he's traded mm-hmm. that that Kevin Durant is traded. If you are the Nets and you are and Kevin Durant has been traded, Brew, let me just ask this very quickly. Would you rather have Kyle Lowry at 36 years old with two years left on his deal and a draft pick or Russell Westbrook with one year left on his deal and a draft pick. Because if I'm the Nets, if I trade KD, I'd rather have La- I'd rather have Russ because I can get off the contract. I think you can say maybe Russ can reclaim some of the wizard stuff when it's a Russ-centric offense and worst case scenario, it's only one year. If you still have KD, then I'd rather have Lowry probably. But if you are stripping it down... If you were, if you trade KD, which offer would you take if you're the Nets, Brew? Lowry in a pick or Russ in a pick, given Lowry's agent contract? Nick, as much as I don't necessarily want Kyrie if I don't have Kevin Durant, I don't want, I definitely don't want Lowry at his age. And I don't want Russ either. I, honestly, I think I'd keep Kyrie and see if he's going to play nice. And see, he's, oh, wow. his, it's the team he wants to be with. He's at home. Wow. Uh, he's got to play well and be good. He'll put fannies in the seats. There's so many things he has to do, or if he does this. The list is just too long for him to prove anybody. Uh, all right, we've been teasing it all week. Kevin Wilde's frisky NBA team, all set to be revealed. Will Chet Holmgren have the thunder on top of the list? I'm so excited. First things first. On a Friday, Wilds, it is time to pick your Frisky team for the upcoming NBA season. So, last season you wrote, last season you wrote with the Magic. We saw how all that worked out for you. So we figured, let's make the guy do it again. (laughs) Wilds, what do you got? Well, first of all, thank you for joining us on this wonderful occasion. We're about to name the new Frisky team for the upcoming 22-23 season. As Jay-Z said, you could be anywhere in the world, and you chose to be here with me, and I appreciate that. Now, the big question that everyone has, Broussard, (laughs) what exactly makes a frisky team? And the short answer is, I can't tell you that. I cannot tell you that. It's like describing a mother's love or a child's laugh or Mac Jones's potential. You just kind of know it when you see it. But here are the teams who are not 
frisky. If you have expected expectations, like I kind of know where this team is going to be, you cannot be frisky. Ooh. Clippers, you got two big stars. You made the playoffs without them. The Hawks got new stars. LeBron can never be frisky. Donovan coming to New York won't be frisky. You know, Bradley Beal always kind of does his thing. We know what Dame is going to do this year. And Charlotte, even though you got a new coach, you know you're going to make the play in and then lose by perhaps 40 points. You guys are not frisky. You are out. <laughs> so here are the hmm. final four of the frisky. Wow. Coming in at number four, it's the Indiana Pacers. Hmm. Whoa. They made a frisky contract offer to DeAndre Ayton, but they're frisky based on this quote alone from their first-round pick, Ben Matherin. A lot of people say he's great, talking about LeBron. I want to see how great he is. I don't think anybody is better than me. He's going to have to show me he's better than me. He later went on to clarify those comments with Malik and Richard Jefferson, but not really. It wasn't quite a double down, but it was about a one-eighth down. Like, man, you still really think that. But his highlights are electric. He played great in summer league, hurt his toe, and they shut him down. What would really elevate the Pacers if we can really lock up Lance? Ooh, Lance is kind of free agent. If we can lock up Lance, you guys would rise. Coming in at number three on our frisky power rankings. Oh, it's weird and wonderful fave, the Rockets. You know, we, we love to see a strong slam dunk. The amount of points you score and the amount of dunking you do Woo! really weighs into the algorithm when trying to figure out who's frisky. Also, how many interesting Shingoon passes we get. But Nick, the big question is this. Are we sure you guys aren't thinking about Wenbayama? Are you sure you're not watching yourself some uh, overseas tape on the projected number one pick next year. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think you're going to go for it. I think there's a point where you might take your foot off the gas as you're thinking about the draft picks. So you are coming in at number three. Now, number two. Hmm. Oh, never what? a bride, always a bridesmaid. It's the thunder. Yeah. I know. Everyone's wow. like, well, obviously, Wilds is going to ride for Mr. Wonderful. Wow. Not true. There's one team that is slightly friskier, even though Chet looks like he's on a superstar trajectory. I don't know if you guys have dug into the <laughs> per 36 numbers on Chet since his scoring has dropped off a little bit from his 23 point yeah, premiere. He's at about 20 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and four blocks. It's been block city with Chet. So. Chet, I'm sorry. How are I'm they not still the team Chet team. for Mr. Wonderful? But you're not frisky. Who's left? <laughs> and now we're down to the moment. Right. Is, Who, is it all the magic of the game? NBA yeah. world? Is it the Kings? with bated breath. Is it the Kings? Can't be the Kings. The new frisky the team is. Don't make it the Kings. The New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome, New Orleans. Oh, do we have a shot of Zion just like clapping and hugging? Congratulations. What? to the New Orleans Pelicans, the new Frisky team. You're thinking, what? The Pelicans, yes, they are Frisky for three reasons per start. The first one, I know you hate. You know why? Frisky style of play. Oh, it's Jose Alvarado. If you listen to Chris Broussard, this is the wrong way to play the game. Man up on defense. It's, it's Get deceptive. in front of me. Deceitful. Get down in a three. Grab touch the floor. No, sneak in the back. Frisky, he's fantastic. Love Jose Alvarado. And what else do we get? Frisky chemistry. 
Ooh, when Jose Alvarado signed his deal, Brandon Ingram was in the back of the room with a point-and-shoot camera. He had to buy that off of eBay. He doesn't even know how it works, but he's capturing the moment. That is true team chemistry. It's one thing to go on to, uh, you know, a guy's podcast. It's another thing to buy yourself a camera that you got to bring to get the film developed to give a nice picture to Jose Alvarado in a lovely frame that you got at Home Goods. And finally, dun 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 dun, the frisky MVP Zion is back in a big way, Broussard. Just the same way that Ja had a lot of frisky MVP buzz. How good do we think Zion is going to be? Not only do we see him grow another year in potential, we get to see him play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Woo! So congratulations to Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Jose Alvarado, and the entire city of New Orleans. You are the new Frisky team for 22-23. Okay. Congratulations. It's a great I mean, Nick, Jenna, I, I, I don't know if great I segment. speak for you, but I'm baffled. I'm dumbstruck. Why? I, 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 th- I, I thought I knew what frisky meant, or at least had an idea of what frisky meant. Yeah. And Thank you said you. it. There is no definition. Okay, whatever the definition is, I'm certain it is not playoff team that's getting back a 27-point scorer Thank you. I don't know how in the world they become frisky. So apparently, Wilds, it's anyone that's not the defending champion. Whoever's not the defending champion, you're frisky. You could be frisky. You're in the running. Is that where we're at? Right, right. I mean, come on. Look, look, I'll give you this, Wilds. You did an excellent job of trying to salvage your pick. Because you're right, Jose Alvarado, frisky style of play. Frisky. And the chemistry thing yeah. was cute. And then Zion, Frisky MVP. You win MVP. So I'll give you that. You Since you went all the way to MVP, that qualifies as Frisky. But overall, I, I can't get it. The Rockets are Frisky. Nick, the Rockets are the Frisky team. All right, Jalen okay. Green, 22 points. Look at these numbers. 22 points, they are uh, 49% shooting, 39% yeah. from three, 48%. After the All-Star break, that boy is bad. And Jabari Smith, don't be fooled by the ho hum summer league stuff. He's gonna be good too. They're frisky, okay. but Nick, I guess since anybody's game, I might go with Minnesota too. I think they're gonna be better oh. than people expect. So yeah, but yeah. I, I and guess by the we way, going anybody, yeah. Minnesota got as far in the playoffs as the Pelicans did. They lost in six in round one. There you go. And they, like I, and by the way, I believe have the That's same frisky. championship odds as the Pelicans. I want listen. I want to give Wild some advice here because this is yeah. Ma- maybe we can convince him to change course before the end of the show. So I'm going to give you advice sure. that I once got. I've mentioned this guy on the show a number of times, a mentor of mine, an old radio guy named Laszlo, told me when I was leaving Kansas City for the job in Houston. He said, be careful of the golden handcuffs. So what does that mean? He was like, you do things a certain way, your way. And people like it, and they react to it, and they respond to it. And then all of a sudden, you get promoted because of it. Then you get promoted again, start making more money, and all of a sudden, you're afraid of losing the prestige, the money, the position, so you change course. When doing things that way is what got you there. 
wilds. You have gotten to become, I think, arguably the most beloved member of the show by picking the Jags to beat the Bills, by calling the magic frisky. Yeah. But now, <laughs> old KW, during the minchit, during the breaks, you guys don't know this, I do, doing little searches for at Kevin Wilds on Twitter, reading YouTube comments. Yeah. He's like, oh boy, I've got some credibility at stake. I need to pick a All team true. that actually has a chance to win something and abandon Chet, which by the way, we've established. Zion is my guy. Zion is my guy. No. Chet now evidently you is a free agent. You don't get seven guys in the NBA. I get three. No. You no. get three. You it's in the bylaws. Get all the LeBron, stars in the NBA. Luka, Zion. Don't get the... Sorry, pal. You pick oh my Chet gosh. and Alvarado. But hey, can we just quickly show the championship odds of Wild's four frisky <laughs> teams? And let's just and see if, if one is not like the other. Okay, the Rockets are 950 to one. The Thunder are 950 to one. The Pacers are 800 to one. Pelicans are 33 to one. Same odds as the Timberwolves. This is, this is looks like someone had insider info. This is Who, who's leaking to Vegas on the graphics team? Wow, I'm moving the meter, Bugs. <laughs> There's a traitor among us. Uh, there you have it. Whether you agree or disagree, the Pelicans are Wild's frisky team. Um, but how about teams trying to contend? We're going to talk about what DeAndre Ayton's new deal means for the Suns. On the other side, first things first. Oh, Suns are frisky now. And time for stories to start your morning. Sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. The Kyrie rumors heating up yesterday. Dan Levitard asked if the Miami Heat would be better off going after Kyrie instead of waiting around for Kevin Durant, to which Frank Isola tweeted, quote, from what I've heard, Kyrie for Kyle Lowry, not out of the question. Nick, would you do this if you were Miami? If I'm Pat Riley, and I know I don't have many years left running this team, at some point Pat Riley's going to have to retire and enjoy the spoils of 50 years of labor in the NBA. He's got the great house in Malibu. He's got the great spot in Florida. You know, So he's probably only got a little bit of time left running the heat. I think I roll the dice and do it. I think I understand it might blow up the team. I understand Kyrie has left havoc in his wake. But I also understand we are a very Everywhere. good team that is not good enough. And we can get right. the exact type of player we need on the court-wise for pennies on the dollar. You're not going to be able to get someone of Kyrie's scoring ability and talent at this low of a price unless they have massive baggage or other issues. So if I'm Miami, I probably do it, assuming I miss out on Durant and I miss out on, on Donovan Mitchell. He would be my third option. But, Brew, I want to put this to you a different way. And I know you are still holding out hope that your beloved Brooklyn Nets don't break up. However, the papers have been served and they have, you know, they're looking at apartments up the street so they can still see the kids and the movers have been scheduled. So let's just assume for a moment that Kevin Durant is traded. And you're and you're the Nets and you've decided, okay, Durant's gone, we are not keeping Kyrie Irving alongside it. And you have two offers on the table. And they both involve a 2027 first round pick. Kyle Lowry and a pick for Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook and a pick for Kyrie Irving? Because if Kevin Durant were there, I would rather have Lowry. If you were keeping Durant and trading, I would rather have Lowry play with him than Russ. But if, if Kevin Durant is gone, I think 
the better option for the Nets would be Russell Westbrook because his contract's shorter, he's younger, and there's a chance he can reclaim some of the magic of the Wizards year a year ago. So that's my question to you. If you're the Nets and Katie's gone, you're trading Kyrie, which of those two offers would you take? All right, Nick. How dare you talk about me as if I'm desperately, embarrassingly holding on to this notion that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving might be back in Brooklyn when you're holding on even tighter to this notion that Kyrie's going to get traded to the Lakers. So you well, come up with this question. Let's assume Durant's traded. And yeah. the answer to that, yeah, if you put me in that situation, which I don't think is going to yeah. happen, yeah, I'll take Russell Westbrook. All right, Overload. I would take Russell Westbrook. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook's one year than Kyle Lowry's two years if I've got no chance to win. But to be honest, if, if Durant leaves, is traded, I don't have to make either of those moves. In fact, you know what? I don't. I would To your question, I would take Russ, but there's another option. And the other option is keeping Kyrie. Kyrie knows... All right, that he has got to come out and play well, that he's got to be a good soldier. He's got to show up on time. He's got to not take hiatuses for national tragedies and stuff like that. So I think you're going to get the best of Kyrie Irving this year, wherever he's at. And he still is box office. He still is fun to watch and exciting and terrific. So in that case, Nick, I still wouldn't give you up your dream. You still wouldn't get Kyrie to the Lakers. Kyrie would still be in Brooklyn. And here's the deal with the Heat thing, Wilds. I, cause I, look, as much as I like Kyrie, we know about his problems. And if I'm the Nets and the Heat, first of all, I want more than Kyle Lowry. I want Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. Yeah. Cause I'm giving, I'm getting back a 36 year old Lowry. And a huge talent deficit between him and Kyrie. Give me Tyler Hero, too. I'm making you a contender. Give me Kyler, Tyler Hero. I look at that deal, and I go to Kevin Durant and say, look, with Lowry, he's a leader. He's more stable. You can count on him. He's won a championship. We will now be a more stable franchise, and we get a 20-point score in Tyler Hero. Is that enough to keep you here in Brooklyn and make you smile about it. If so, I might think about that, Wilds. I might think about that. But, Nick, you're not I, slick. I like it. You ain't slick. <laughs> go ahead, Come go on, ahead man. Mike. Your hair is <laughs> slick, but you ain't Can slick. Can I respond for a moment? Yeah, yeah I want I, you to. It was a great I, Listen, the, I, the Kyrie to the Lakers thing is not something I created is not something I am trying to speak into existence. It is something oh, you all of the on. people who are covering the league have treated as a fate accompli. And there, then there have been these, these various reports that are clearly the Nets trying to gain leverage. Oh, Philly's interested. No, they weren't. Oh, <laughs> Dallas is interested. No, they weren't. And now you have Frank Isola saying that Miami might be interested. Maybe Miami is. I, I trust Frank's reporting. I also think the Nets are trying to create leverage where they have none. But, but Wilds, Brew 
just operates in this negotiation world that's in a, one, of, one of those dimensions or universes that we just saw on the fancy new telescope where it's like, hey, this is this is how we're doing business. You want Kyrie oh, Irving? Give me Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is the big piece like they that. would be giving up to get Kevin Durant. Like you, you, you always come up with these hypothetical trades. You're like, here's what I would want. The other team would hang up on you. Kyrie has no market. It's why he's going to be traded for Russell Westbrook and a 14-year-old to be named later. That is going to happen. Like the idea that you're going to be able to pry Tyler Hero from Miami is just flatly not going to happen. So yes, I do. It's not that I'm holding on hope that the Lakers are going to get Kyrie Wilds. Oh, it is. I am convinced the Lakers are going to get Kyrie. I, I think that is they are waiting yeah. to figure out where Durant is going. Then that is going to happen. Okay, so I, I'm going to bring it back to the Heat Nets because I know you think yeah. that uh, Kyrie to the Lakers is a done deal. But let's bring it back to Heat Nets. Here's the thing: what I think is most interesting. Let's bring it back to reality. First of all, it's an it's it's an in shape Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's trainer. Uh, tweeted this photo, it, which you thought when I originally showed this to you was a Photoshop of someone else's body and uh, Kyle Lowry's head. I said, no, that's Still Travis Wallace. That's his trainer. And the brick thing is a brick by brick the way you build something. It's not an insult uh, or a criticism of his jump shot. Here's what I think is most interesting when you talk about the leadership part of it. Miami's structure has tons of leaders. Pat Riley's a leader. Spo is the leader. Haslam's got a leadership role. Jimmy's a leader. Lowry's a leader. If Lowry goes to Brooklyn, is does he, it become his team? If he's like, you know what, I'm the champion. I'm going to run the show. I think that fills a leadership void that Kyrie hasn't really yes. shown that he wants or can do. KD doesn't, hasn't really shown that it, he wants or can do it effectively. Steve Nash, to be honest with you, hasn't really shown that he, he can really lead this team. I think that would, if Kyle went to Brooklyn, it would give not only the championship pedigree and a uh, chiseled physique, but I think a little bit of leadership that the Nets need to sort of steady the ship, Broussard. Absolutely. And I'm not clamoring for this trade, but you are right. And But, Nick, that's why I got to get more talent. Now, I'll throw somebody in with Kyrie, right? I'll throw oh, somebody right. else in to, to even things out. Whoa. But I need Kyle Lowry at 36, Wilds, for all the muscles he's got and all that now. I still need a little more talent back if I'm giving you Kyrie Irving. All right? So Ooh. that's all I'm saying, Nick. It's not as far-fetched as you think. We. We have 45 I mean, seconds till vacation, happening, but I so I'm going to throw a total curveball at you. It's totally unfair, but it's a Who's question. Who, and it's, un, it's unrelated, but it's related. Who had the better career if it stops right now, in your opinion? Kyrie or Kyle Lowry? That's a fun comp to be discussed maybe on Wilds' podcast or your Kyrie, radio show later. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie had the better career than Kyle Lowry? Kyrie's a you Hall of you, Famer. He hit the, he hit, Kyrie's a Hall of Famer, and he hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history. Are we right. okay? I think, I think in Kyle Lowry yeah. is going to find his way into the Hall of Fame, rightly or wrongly. And I think Kyrie's Hall of wow. Fame candidacy is going to depend on this last chapter of his career. That's a fun thing for us to never discuss again. But it's not hey, a bad question. It's not a crazy though. question, though. I'll We're give you that. It's not crazy. 
Enjoy your time. Let's Undisputed go. right now.